We are live. We are live. We are live. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It has been a long-awaited show. I haven't had a podcast come out since last Monday, and we missed this Monday. We absolutely did. We missed it. So there was that, and I'm I am very sorry about that. I feel I do need to explain myself. Basically, what happened was schoolwork is starting to mount up for me. It really is, but. That doesn't stop me from putting this one out. Either way, it's nothing I can't handle. I'm doing just fine. Um, and it was just a lot of tests. A lot of tests. I even have one tonight. Uh, but it's the very last of this wave. And then I'm done with tests for a while. So <clears throat> All the tests so far I've done really well on. Really well on. So that's good. All my grades are, are, are going up. And that's all I really go into personally. Um, however, I will go into another personal story that happened to me this week. I had a rec soccer game, okay? And all's usually good. Usually I play defense. I don't score at all. I don't do anything offensively. But I got a goal, okay? Now, reckon we, we won 10 to 0. We mercyed the team. The game had to end early. Because we have a couple of people who have played soccer before. I am not in that list. I played in elementary school, and then I stopped. So I haven't played since fifth grade. Either way, I've got kind of like the bases of what's going on, and I'm kind of athletic, and so I can make defensive plays, but offensively I don't know what I'm doing with my feet. So either way, there was a shot on goal for us. Goalie made a save, and it, and it ricocheted, and it was bouncing right in front of the net. Okay. Just bouncing right there. I, I saw that, and I, I, had, I had run up for some reason from defense. I had run up. And in my mind, in my basketball mind, I was like, I need to go score. I need to get that ball. I need to get that ball. So there's like a rebound. I need to get that ball. And so I made like a diving slide tackle with my foot I wanted a video of it like because I think it would have been pretty sick but um anyway I ended up the like my foot meeting the ball just as the goalie's hands were it was it was pretty cinematic I feel like and I guess I kicked the ball out of her hand it was a it was a female goalie I kicked the ball out of her hands and the ball went in and I originally was very, very happy when I was on the ground that I saw the ball go over the line. And I got up, and my whole entire team was laughing. And the other person who had just taken the shot, who was right by me, was like, was like grimacing. He was like, oh, God. And it was at that point where I realized what I had done was maybe frowned upon. Okay, the way it was explained to me is that in soccer, you're not supposed to dive at the goalie like that. Now, I don't watch professional soccer. Um, I only played FIFA when I was younger. I don't, I don't know these things. I don't know the rules. I don't know, like, the ethics of the sport. Um, to me, that just seemed like a 50-50 play. It seems like if the ball, like, if I see Messi, if I'm Messi... Okay, which is a pretty good comparison. No, I'm just fucking. If I'm Messi, and it's the and it's the it's the World Cup, okay, and the ball is bouncing right in front of the net. Now, granted, he has a male uh, goalie. What I did with the female goalie was probably not ethical, but either way, the ball's bouncing in front of the net. You don't think you don't think that uh, Messi's diving at that, trying to get that in. I disagree with you. To be quite frank, I disagree with you. But anyway, I, I play these soccer games in in my New Balances, okay? Which normally would not be an issue. I love my New Balances. They're comfortable and they're fine for running around. Um, if I brought my Adidas shoes down, I would probably play in those because they're ones that I can kind of mess up a little more. These New Balance ones I, I like. You know, I wear these daily. So anyway, I... At all times, I'm the only person on the field without cleats. Because why the fuck would I have cleats? 
okay? And it kind of pisses me off, to be quite frank. It is a rec soccer league, and all of these people have cleats, okay? And to be quite frank, I'm better than a lot of these people that have cleats. I am. I'm better than a lot of these people. So that's something else that bothers me. That, that really does. That really does. Um, either way, we're going to move into the sports at some point, but the reason that I move into the cleats shoes thing is because this week during our rec soccer game, I tore open a blister the size of a quarter on the bottom of my foot. It was larger than that. I had to go to Walgreens yesterday and get the larger band-aids. That's how big this sucker is, okay? And if, if you're looking for reference, like, you have the heel and then you have the ball of your foot, okay? And my, my blister is right on the ball of the foot, on the inside ball of the foot. I feel like there's two balls. I feel like there's two balls on the top, on the, like, the top of your foot, okay? Anyway, I, I guess that I got this blister somehow playing soccer. Um, and I wasn't even aware of it when I was playing. It was kind of just like there were some like beads from the turf stuck in my stuck in my um, shoe, and so I was like, oh, it's kind of annoying. But I kind of just like doubled and played. Um, and then I was literally just sitting there. I was facetiming my girlfriend. I put up my foot, and right when I put up my foot, I see like skin like that's been peeled off. Like white, completely white skin. Not like this white. I'm talking like ghost white. So like dead skin. Dead skin completely peel off. And then I look further and there's just a big red mark. And it was just like bare skin. Bare skin. So that was a tough look. Um, last night was really tough because that's when I found it. Because my game was also um, like last night at like 6 or whatever. And so I was like scrambling. I put some Neosporin on there with like toilet paper because we didn't have any. Like, what are the chances? We didn't have any big, um, any big uh, band aids, and nobody like that I knew that goes here had any big band aids. It was like one of the craziest things. And so I hobbled back to my dorm. I ended up getting some Neosporin on there. Um, and I, I left it bare for the night. I feel like that was the better play instead of like covering it with something and it bothering me all night. So I left it bare. And then um, in the in the morning, it was the craziest thing. I put a um, I put a sock on and I hobbled over the student center and nobody nobody else had a big band aid. They all just had little band aids. Nobody has fucking big band aids. And so I went to the center center desk, and um, I, I just asked the lady. I was like, do you guys have any big Band-Aids? And then she was like, oh, let me look. And then she pulls out the first aid kit, and the first aid kit, and she finds them immediately. She finds them immediately. And I, she just gives me one. I, I was tempted to ask for, like, a few, but she gave me the one, which, which was fine. It was perfect. So... She gives me the one, and I go back, put Neosporin on it, use it. It works like a charm. So thank you to that lady at the student center. You you were like my saving grace. That, and you, you were the person that none of my friends could have been. So thank you. Thank you. Um, that's enough about me. We, we move into the sports. We start with the basketball. Listen, um, I've been watching a lot of the basketball. Okay, so I'm, I'm pretty well informed on, on the shit that's been happening. Um the Western Conference particularly interests me. Um, but there's one series in particular in the East that I do want to go over. Um, <clears throat> we start with the Sixers-Nets series, um, which is a series I don't think will be close. And Philly currently leads 2-0. And I, I predicted a sweep. I think that will happen. Um, the Celtics beat the Hawks for the second time. 
last night. And um, for reference, this is Wednesday that I'm recording this podcast, by the way, Wednesday morning. So you're going to hear me say yesterday for things that happened Tuesday. The Celtics won. Um, th- th- those two series to me are write-offs, okay, because I think that um, the Nets and the Hawks are just put into really tough, really, really, really tough um, tough things, okay? Um, either way, Heat, Heat Bucks game two is today, and I'm interested by that because the, because the, uh, the Heat stole game one. Okay, the, Heat st- the Heat are currently up 1-0 on the Bucks who are a lot of people's picks to uh, make it out of the East again, I don't think they're that good. I really don't. I think you limit Giannis and you deal with Chris Middleton. Um, and other than that, offensively, they don't have much. And then on the defensive end, um, they have Drew Holiday to maybe guard one of your guards. But if you're a multi-dimensional guard team the way that the Heat are, it matches up well. However, Tyler Hero is out. Okay. Tyler Hero suffered a hand injury. I think he broke his hand. He is not returning. It's on a shooting hand, too. So, um, I think the Bucks will still win the series, but I think it goes to show just that win in general because the Heat had been playing playing games. The Bucks were on. The Bucks were on. Um, you know, they were on on break. Uh, waiting for the plans to, to be done. Um, the other game, the other second game tonight is the, um, is the Warriors game. And they have the early game tonight. Okay. Against the Grizzlies. And John Morant, um, I think he, I don't think he's going to play. Um, and let me look up John Morant right now. Injury update. He's a game-time decision. It's a soft tissue bruise. So that is like best-case scenario. The hand injury that I saw was not a soft tissue thing. It looked like he completely broke his wrist, or at least a finger. He landed very awkwardly on on um, on his right hand. And so what that does, and it's his shooting hand too, by the way, John Moran will not be a factor um, next game. Okay, and if the Lakers go up 2-0, the Grizzlies haven't dealt with that before. They haven't. They have not dealt with that before. So, um, to be quite frank, I, the thing that I was really impressed with the Lakers is, and if you're going to watch their game, watch their defense. Okay, and it's something that a lot of people clown them on, but the, the trade they made pretty close to the trade, trade deadline um, for Jared Vanderbilt and for D'Angelo Russell and for some of these guys, ended up being an excellent decision. Really good. Really, really good. Um, it was excellent work by the GM. Shout out to him. And now this team is playing like a team, and they're very excited. Austin Reeves is he, he is not just a 3 and D guy, as LeBron James said. Austin Reeves can score on multiple levels. Austin Reeves is an advanced offensive player. Um, and we are seeing him grow right before our eyes in the playoffs, which is incredibly, incredibly um, sweet. The Clippers Suns game two happened Tuesday night, and I gotta be honest, uh, this series is one of the two series that I'm watching most closely. Okay, um, it, it's intriguing to me, like the idea of this Suns like super team. Offensive, high-powered team going against Kawhi Leonard, a what some people call washed offensively, Russell Westbrook, uh, no Paul George, and it's currently one-one. Listen, the Suns took one of the games that they should have won. I, I thought the Suns should be up two-zero, um, but the Suns dropped the game at home to the Clippers, game one. So. It just really, that, that goes to show that. And I lied. I'm watching three series, okay? I'm watching that series. I'm watching Warriors-Kings, and then I'm watching Knicks-Cavs. Because Knicks-Cavs is really interesting. I think that the Cavs are going to win. That was my prediction before, and I still think that. And 
My reasoning is, yes, the Knicks took game one. Okay, they took game one in Cleveland. It was a good win, but they won only by four. It was a close game. It really was. It really was a close game. But the Cavs won by 17. Game two. They started to actually click. Um, we can look at this box score because I think it will be a lot different. Um, Darius Garland had 32 points, which which is just that's that's something I like. Last game, or yeah, last game Donovan Mitchell had 38 points, and Darius Garland had like 17. Now the rules literally reversed, and Darius Garland had 32, and Donovan Mitchell had 17. So. This is what I mean with the Cavs, is they're so fucking dangerous. Because Donovan Mitchell could be off that game. Maybe you're putting your best guy on him. Maybe you're putting Jalen Brunson on him, okay, and you're limiting his scoring. Well, then Darius Garland can go over here, and he can bang threes and go for 32. Karis LeVert had a really good game, too, who I think has always been a really underrated guy. I think he was underrated with the, um, with the Nets, and I think he had some great games with them. So, um that that's something I, going through with what I've said before. I have 76ers, Celtics, obviously. Um, I have Lakers now. I do. I had Lakers in the series before. That was my. I I, I did think that the Lakers would find a way to win the series, but this like elevates it. Like the Lakers are off to a really nice start. The Bucks, I think, will be a series. I predicted five before. Um, I'm not going to predict that now. I'm not. I think I go six or seven. I do. So, um, you want to talk about two East teams banging it out? That's a playoff series. Heat Bucks. That's a playoff series. Warriors Kings. I think the King, I think the Kings are going to win. The Kings are now up 2-0. and it's the first time that the Warriors have been. Down 2-0 in Steve Carrera since 2015, which is a crazy stat. A crazy stat. All the, all the playoff um, rounds they've been in, they've never been down 0-2. It just goes to show the... Um, it just goes to show kind of the resilience of this team, the competition, competitiveness of this team. Um, but I, I saved Warriors-Kings for last because there was an incident that happened with Draymond Green and Sabonis. I won't even try to say his, his, his first name. Where there was a, there was a, a rebound, and um, I think Curry ended up getting the rebound. Either way, these guys are going up for the rebound. Sabonis falls. Um, it, it, was, it was a very odd scuffle. Very odd scuffle. If I can, I'll put the clip in right now. And then... Sabonis is like holding on to his knee, or not his knee, his like foot, because I think he was like going like this to like block his face from getting stepped on. Draymond's foot's right here. He rips his his foot out of the out of the hold that Sabonis has, and then stomps on him. At face view, it was a it was a really it was a really um, it was a ridiculous play. From different angles, it looks like Sabonis isn't even really holding his leg. It just seems like he was, like, protecting himself. Um, and then afterwards, afterwards is what really got me. Um, Draymond Green began, like, taunting Sacramento fans and, like, nodding up, yes and down. And then he proceeded to get ejected. Okay, and this is what Draymond Green does. But this just became a very... Very um, detrimental mistake by Draymond Green because I feel like if he had just stepped on him and then went up and said sorry and not really argued his case, he would be playing in game three. But the Warriors are without their best defensive player, one of their best rebounders, pretty much their main pick setter, a good passer. Um, and a guy who can you can expect to get eight to ten points a game, and a, and a guy that Curry and Clay have vocally said they love playing with, because he does the gritty shit. Um, Draymond Green's ego has just knocked the Warriors out of the playoffs, because they had him for these last two games and they didn't win. 
and I give them zero chance to win game three. I don't care that it's at Oracle or whatever the hell it's called now. I give them zero chance. I think De'Aaron Fox will step all over them, as he's done in the last two games. And I'm so sick of the Curry meat riders. Listen, I know Curry's fun to watch, but it's it's the, the narrative is so weird whenever the Warriors go down 0-2, and like everybody sees Curry at the um, everybody sees Curry post game, and he's like smiling or something, and everybody's like, "Oh, you guys are fucked." Curry's coming back in game two. Well, guess what? Let's go look. Let's go look at what Curry did. 28, 6, and 3. Okay, those are fine numbers. But to carry your team, that's not anything special. He's the best player on the team. You should have 35. You should. You should have 35. Um... In a game where Jordan Poole, by the way, Jordan Poole doesn't play at all. He plays 16 minutes. He played 16 minutes, which is nothing. He had four points. Gary Payton, the second, who I think they really just rely on for defense, had 13. Um, Clay had 21, and that's where he's at most games. It's just like around 20 points. Andrew Wiggins had 22. Anyway, I'm, I'm just bullshitting right now. The, my, my point is that... Um, the narrative is so weird for Steph Curry and the Warriors. It's it's so much different. And I get that they've won a few times, I guess. But, I mean, come on. It's so fucking annoying. Like, all the Curry soy boys on fucking social media is crazy. Really crazy. Either way, I gave you most of my picks. The Clippers-Sun series is interesting. Um, I, I have the Suns winning it all. And I do think that they're going to start to get there. Um, their mojo, I think... The Clippers without Paul George is going to really, really hurt them. Uh, I think Suns in six. I think the Clippers may snag another game, but I think Suns win in six. But I do think it's a great series, and I think Russell Westbrook is the MVP of the series right now. I I know I know he doesn't score at all. You can look at the bot. You can be a box score warrior. Go look at the box score and say. Um. You know that that he's not doing anything, but go watch the game. Go watch at some of the plays that he's making. No other big name point guard is making the plays that he makes. So, so yeah, um, that's pretty much my NBA bit. We I, I haven't really discussed the Masters. Okay, I haven't really discussed what's happened with the Masters, and because last podcast we recorded it before Sunday, before the final round. And um, that was the Me and Ryan podcast. And we gave our picks. Um, neither of us hit. I had Homa. He had Hovland. To be fair, he was very close. Um, shout out to Ryan. He was very close on his Hovland pick. Anyway, the Masters happened. There was some weather issues. They had to finish. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the guys had to finish like 13 holes of round three on, uh, on Sunday. A lot of the guys had to do that. Um, I, I want to go into Patrick Cantlay, okay? If you haven't looked this guy up in the world of golf, you should do it. Patrick Cantlay has a severe um, play, uh, pace of play issue. And this has been taught to me since I was, like, a youngin' playing golf, is that whenever you're ready, you set up to the ball and you hit your ball. It shouldn't take, like, more than whatever that, like 20 seconds to set up and hit your ball. Now I've played with kids that are kind of like this in golf that like take forever to hit the ball. And most of the time they've been all right. Some of the time they're not. Patrick Cantlay ruined the Masters single-handedly. He ruined the Masters. If you watch the final uh, broadcast, and I'm going to pull up a stat right now. Brooks Kepka. And John Rahm, the two leaders that were just going back and forth all day, waited 97 minutes just on the tee box, waiting for this guy to play. There's a picture of Victor Hovland lining up his putt on the green, and Patrick Cantlay is still walking down the fairway. They're in the same pair. Victor Hovland was visually frustrated. He was, like, visually frustrated all day. It's, it's like... 
you know, at what, at what point do you just... At, at what point is there a rule about this? Like, like, a, like a clock, like that's in, that's, in, uh, that's in baseball. And it shouldn't come to that. It really shouldn't. But, like, it completely threw up Brooks Kepka. It completely threw him off because Brooks hates slow play. Hates it. Brooks said that John Rahm went to the bathroom seven different times during the round because that's how long it took. Um, and I, I think he ruined it for Victor Hovland, who, was, who had a real shot at winning. By the way, Patrick Hanley never had a shot at winning. He's not that good. Okay? He, he wins, like, a tournament here and there. He won the BMW against Bryson. Um, he's just uh, he's unbearable. He's a weird-looking guy. He's really weird looking. Um, and there's like a video that surfaced of him taking almost 50 seconds, I think, to line up a like a two-foot putt. Like I get every shot is for thousands of dollars, but dude, you know, it's just, God, I don't know. That's my bet on Patrick Canley. Anyway, John Rahm was, there couldn't have been a more worthy winner than John Rahm. It's uh it's one of those things with John Rahm where the course didn't even really set up for him. I thought the set the the course this week set up for Rory. I really did. I thought um, I thought that I thought that that Rory because it was a it was a long course and uh, it was a, it was a very soft course and usually Rory likes long and soft courses. That's because he hits the ball far away. And he likes to spin the ball. But but Rory McIlroy talks an awful lot for a guy that just got cut. Okay? He he trashes live players all the time. And then only four of the like eighteen guys that played for Liv got cut. And Rory got cut. Rory shot five over through two days or something. I'm not going to act like I like I could do that. I couldn't, but you're this is what you do every day. You're a pro. You know, I mean, this is just what you do. I do this. I speak to you you guys. That's my current current job part-time. By the way, if you do look at my LinkedIn, it says part-time podcaster. So, shout out to you guys. Um, either way, Rory what I will say about Rory is he talks the most out of any PGA Tour guy just trashing the live. And to see him go out like that was honestly amusing. I'm a, I'm a big-time Rory hater um, because, you know, I think I think Liv will end up expanding golf. I think it's good for golf. I do. There's millions of dollars pouring into the golf game right now. People like Bryson, who I watch sometimes on YouTube, he is – Opening up golf facility, multi-million dollar golf facilities, for to help kids out to start playing golf. Um, I think this next wave of golfers that come in, you saw Sam Bennett in the Masters. Shout out to Sam Bennett; he played really well. Another guy, by the way, who takes forever to hit the ball. I think um, the next thing of golfers. I don't think we'll see a Tiger. Because I think Tiger was ahead of his time. I think Tiger would have fared, young Tiger would have fared fine right now. I don't think he would have won everything, per se. But I think he would have fared fine. Um, that's no disrespect to Tiger, obviously. That's just where, what he grew up in. He just was the best by far. But my point is that I don't think there will be a clear-cut number one guy um, going forward ever in golf. I think everybody will be around the same skill level. Um, and the closest that we've seen to it is two guys at the top, which is right now, John Rahm and, and Scotty Scheffler. By the way, I think John Rahm's best in the world. I do think that. I, I think he's better than Scotty. And that, that's going to change as the tournaments go on. But <clears throat> Rory got cut, and then he decided to skip a PGA like main event the next week where there are kids that – that go to watch him play and he just skips it and um his he got fined three million dollars for missing it which good good he should i i'm a big time you know rory hater 
he just talks so much, and he's such a crybaby. He's such a crybaby about everything. Um, we move on from Rory in the golf world, um, and and we moved and we moved to our draft. This is just going to be pretty much a shorter podcast. I I didn't have anybody coming on. I, I'll probably I will have somebody on next week, but I'm gonna have. Oh, just had to pop my neck. Hopefully, you guys heard that on the mic. I'm going to have a close friend on. Okay, for this, for this, um, for this draft, and we really won't get into any sports. I'll let them get a little word in, but it will be a surprise. Okay, it'll be a surprise. Either way, we're moving to the draft part of the podcast. Thank you for listening to my sports bit, my personal bit. Etc. Either way, we are moving on. Here's part two of the podcast. We are doing the draft during this session. We have Ryan Tim currently in the waiting room, and now we got Jack too. We're going to let them both in. Give them a warm welcome here. There is Ryan. Do I have Jack? Hello. Oh, let me. There we go. Hello. We got <laughs> we got both of them. We got both of them now, boys. There before, whoa, Ryan, where'd you go? Right here. I'm just my phone. All right. Well, your your laptop is is better there we than go. Call. It's it's rotating. There we go. What I'm do you eat a bar? What's up, Jack? I'm eating a bar. Okay. All right. Well, I have these two idiots with me, and uh, we're gonna do the draft portion of this podcast and boys i have a really interesting draft i think we can all get involved here my draft that i've come up with this week is Yippee! Top... <laughs> <laughs> your top five most dominant athletes ever across all sports top five most dominant athletes now if you guys want to, want to say anything about recent sports that have gone on we could do that before the draft or if you'd like to just get into it we can do that Sorry, I didn't hear the word you just said there. I was kind of – did you say it one more time? The, la- the last sentence you said. Dude, try- did you uh, forget to take your meds today or something? What's going on? <laughs> All um, right, so we're doing a most dominant athlete draft. Huh? That's what we're doing? Most dominant athlete draft, but I gave you guys a chance if you wanted to say something about the, the recent um, sports events such as like Draymond Green stomping out somebody or – or like I mean, games have gone so far. Let me know what you From what I saw, Draymond Green is innocent, man. Free Draymond. Yeah, so he's like a he's like a key player to the Warriors team. Like they like really need him, and it just makes the playoffs much better. If they what have a wild him. take! What a wild take! Everyone's saying that he should be in prison, man. I disagree. No, that's retarded. I don't, I don't think he should be in prison. Yeah, um, that is way yeah. I, I don't think he should be in prison. I don't. I also don't think he should have been suspended for a game. I think it was warranted. I think the ejection was warranted, but I don't yeah. think he should have been suspended. Um, I agree. Because, because now you're pretty much ensuring, and I said this earlier in my uh, the other portion of the podcast, that it pretty much guarantees a um, that the Warriors will be down 3-0. I mean, it's like that's pretty much like the, the Warriors cannot function without Draymond Green. He is the centerpiece of the defense. Um, he sets all the picks, he gets a lot of assists, that sort of thing. So that's why I think I don't think he should have been suspended for sure. Especially in the playoffs, too, dude. Like that's retarded. Well, this has happened before. If you remember the 2016 finals, um, whenever they were playing the Cavs, he got he got um suspended for a game, which warranted it the Cavaliers comeback. It's just one game like that can can uh can, can shift him at him. Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Anyway. Um Andrew, upcoming fight Saturday. Devontae Davis and Ryan Garcia. Ah, good one, Ryan. I didn't talk about this earlier, so we can yeah, we can get into this. Um, if you guys didn't catch it, there was a video surfacing on uh Kai Sinet's stream where they they put the entire purse for both both guys on the fight. So whoever loses gets nothing at all from the fight. No pay-per-view money, no nothing. It's all on the line for this fight. Now it doesn't matter. Both of these guys are already have boxing money. They're already rich as hell. But it just goes to show these guys are both super confident. 
Um, I'm really excited because this fight has been, everybody's wanted this fight because these are like the two most known boxers uh, other than probably Fury and Wilder. Um, yeah. It's been the I most know. wanted fight for like four years now and it's finally happening. So, um, you know, uh, Garcia, I think is, is the one who started out kind of like as an Instagram guy. And he was just like, there was just videos of him going like this. You know, yeah. so I thought, honestly, I didn't even think he was that good of a boxer. I thought he just had the fucking hands. Yeah. Yeah, that's Dude, where I first saw him. I'm not going to lie. Um, I got uh, Ryan Garcia in this fight. Oh. That's, that's I, I, I look like a, I look at like a 10 minute clip or whatever, like uh, yesterday on YouTube. Dude, this dude is fucking quick as hell. Like, he's that quick is, as hell and he's accurate as hell if you watch the tapes. Yes. Very yeah. accurate. I got, I got Gervonta. I do too. I have Gervonta, and the reason is because I don't think that Garcia has um, faced power like Gervonta. I think pound for pound, I don't I don't know that we've ever seen a boxer with Gervonta's power and in terms of like how much does he weigh? He has to weigh like he's he's a short guy. 130, 140. Well they both weigh the same same exact thing, right? Um I, I don't know how that works in boxing. I know in the UFC they're the same weight, but um <clears throat> boxing's the same thing. Yeah. Okay, it says Javante Davis. 130. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, they're white. 130 to 135. Um, he fights in those two divisions, but that's that's wild. That is wild that he's that that small, but the but the knockout power that he has is like unheard of. I, I have him in this fight. I did too. I think he is the favorite because he has more fights, and I think um he has more knockouts. So it's interesting because I don't really watch boxing that much, like unless there's a huge fight, like I'll I'll pirate some of the the Paul fights and stuff like that. But other than that, I don't really watch boxing like I watch the UFC. So, um, but yeah, I have Davis. Jack has Davis and Ryan has Garcia because Ryan Garcia. (laughs) Right, Ryan? Dude, Andrew, that was cool. That was really cool. You did. We're going to the fucking draft, Ryan. Shut up. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. All right. So, do you guys have anything else for for uh, sports wise? I mean, what do you guys think of the Masters? I thought it kind of sucked the weather, but and that ended up being a good champion. Yeah. Um. um Kepka was ahead of like for like six uh, strokes, right? And then he came back. So pretty impressive uh, comeback for that guy. I was talking about how the the Masters, um, Patrick Cantlay ruined the Masters oh, with his inability God. to play. Um, Who's he, the guy and, that was uh, with John Rom? Brooks. Oh yeah, dude, he was getting like so mad. Did you like see like pictures? Brooks, of him Brooks hates slow play. He hates slow play. <laughs> and um, there was a stat that came out that said um, Brooks and Brooks and uh, and John Rom were waiting for ninety seven minutes on on tee boxes the whole day. Wow, almost an, like, uh, almost a little more than an hour and a half. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's like that is absurd. I, I was just talking about that earlier. Is uh, uh, John Rom went to the bathroom seven different times, and yeah. it was a pair of two guys. And because of Cantlay, the round took over uh, five hours. Five hours, yeah. Which is just nuts. Just nuts. Yeah, they need to like do like a stroke penalty. I think no clicking up things. Shot clock. R- regardless of like how much money is worth each shot, like, dude, it's so unentertaining. Max, very max two minutes per shot. I agree. I think like a minute and a half to two minutes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Ryan, are you enjoying your Cheetos or what's up? Yeah, I'd say once once you address once you address the ball, like that's when the timer should start. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think like once you get up to it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't know. It, it, there's several different ways, but they need to like address that because there are a few guys who play like that. The Sam Bennett kid, the amateur, he is a very slow player as well. He was he takes forever to hit the ball. So um, it just goes to show. I mean, if you everybody likes fast play, like whenever you're playing golf, you and your boys um, having a slow group in front of you, there's nothing worse, especially when they don't let you play through. You know, yeah, for sure. All right, you guys ready to do this draft? Sure, let's yep. get it. All right. Um, 
let's see. I'm gonna do a. Uh, I'm gonna make a wheel real quick to determine the order. We'll do a snake draft. Um, wheel, wheel of names. Here we go. Um. All right. Let's see. Jack, Ryan, and Andrew. So, well, I know who I got. We're doing like five of these, like five of them. All right, Andrew. Here, here's a spin. Here's for the uh, first pick. Jack. All right. Uh, yeah, Ryan, five, top five. Um, All right, boys. Like if you, if like somebody else. Right, hopefully it. it doesn't go Jack again. I forgot to remove Jack, but all right, that's Ryan. Ryan gets the second pick. I'm I get last, uh, and then second, uh, and then the first of the second round. So yeah, Jack, you are up first. Uh, Michael Phelps. an athlete ever. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, number one. That's a great pick. Yeah. Like, are we doing like athletic or just like most dominant? Oh, okay. Dominant at their at their sport, Ryan. Okay. Am I at now? Ryan, that is yep. how the order works. Uh I'm gonna pick Wayne Gretzky. Wow. Okay. Dude, there's nobody on his level in hockey. So Okay, Jack has um Michael Phelps. Ryan has Okay, um, so Wayne Gretzky and Michael Phelps are off the board. Um, that being said, I'm going to pick Tiger Woods. Damn. That one. Um, yeah. Tiger Woods is the most dominant athlete to me ever, and I, I think it's kind of a steal that I got him at three because you think about golf as an individual sport, over 100 guys in the field week after week, and for him to win all four majors at one time, is is like absurd it will never ever happen again i promise you that it will never happen again so i have him at my one who's uh, your four what's up who's your number two okay um so this is where it gets pretty dicey i mean because those those top three that we have are like they're pretty standout guys um i don't know me, who my answer is to me, my my number two pick is is uh it's gonna be Tom Brady. Um Tom Brady is my number two. He proved that he can win without Bill Belichick when he went to Tampa Bay. Um obviously seven championships now. And uh to play up until the age that he was playing at, obviously just recently retired, but um I mean, like to win seven championships in the or Super Bowls, I guess, in the uh, National Football League is like that's insane. So I, I got him at my number two. Is it Ryan? Uh, no. Uh, yes, goes goes back to Ryan. Uh, I'm gonna do Usain Bolt. Fuck! Wow! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> You're terrible, Ryan. Um. All right, so two of Jack's getting picked in the last two. Yeah, I know. It's rough stuff here. Uh, I'm going to go <clears throat> dominant. I'm trying to think of who's more dominant. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll go Barry Bonds for my one pick. Okay. And then... Um, I got two that I'm kind of contemplating on. Oh man, I'm gonna go John Jones. Damn it, you fucker! Ah, that's a great pick. Okay, can't beat him. Ryan, you're up. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm gonna go Muhammad Ali. Great pick. Um, so I'm going to go with my third, um, Iron Mike Tyson. I think that 
in his prime, Mike Tyson is the greatest boxer of all time. And there really is no parallel to him. He, his power has never, ever been seen before. He was fighting dudes that were like eight inches taller than him with a longer reach. And he would just get in there and like his, his highlights are like some of the craziest shit that I've ever seen. I have him at my, uh, at my three pick. And then my four pick is going to be Michael Jordan. Um, the way that Michael Jordan dominated the his respective era, never losing the finals. Um, I mean, like whenever he had a formidable team and whenever he was fully prepped, there was nobody beating Michael Jordan. And so I have him at number four. And then it moves back to uh moves back to Ryan. All right, I'm gonna go Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. Interesting pick there, Ryan. Yeah, that, that is interesting. I don't know. Like at his time, like he was like the most dominant, and like no one could stop him. And yeah. also, I was going to say LeBron James, but he has like fourteen finals appearances and only has four rings. So, and Will Chamberlain has like ten. You you might be thinking of Bill Russell. Well, he still has quite a bit, I guess. Maybe. Bill Russell is eleven. I'm gonna look up how much Will has. Will Will. I, Ryan, I think you want to go with Bill Russell here. I'm not. I don't want to lead you on, but I mean, Bill Russell pretty much dominated Wilt Chamberlain like his whole entire career. All right, I'll I'll switch to Bill Russell then. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Ryan's going with Bill Russell. That was actually going to be my fifth pick. So, um, fucking fuck off, Ryan. <laughs> that, I mean, eleven championships. Yeah, no, you helped me out argue. there. Thank you. <laughs> eleven argue. Uh, eleven rings. You can't argue with that. We move to Jack. Uh, Jack, your last two picks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with – I think you can't go wrong here. I think you, you got to go LeBron James. Good pick. Good you pick. got to go LeBron James. Um, and then for my, for my fourth, fifth, I might want to – Kind of switch it up here. Wait, is it your? It's my fourth pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go Lionel Messi. Great pick. We haven't seen a soccer guy. That's a that's a good pick. Yeah. Um. All right. So you have. I think I got one. Uh, Bruin over here, boys. Wait, that was your fourth, Jack. That was your fourth and your fifth. No. Was it? Yeah, because you have so you have Phelps, Bonds, Jones, LeBron, and Messi. Yeah, this is the last round because I'm yeah, yeah, last round. All right, Ryan. Last pick. Let's hear it. All right. I'm gonna switch the genders up. Okay. And then I'm gonna go uh Serena Williams. That's a good pick. That's a good pick, Ryan. Ain't nobody was stopping her at her time, bro. I'm just saying that one right now. (laughs) Oh shoot. That's pretty great. Um. Yeah, those are good. Uh, shoot. I mean, there there isn't a lot left in terms of dominance. I was gonna go LeBron, but then Jack got it, which was a great fourth pick there. Um, shoot. I know who I'd pick. Dude, no one. Wait, yeah, I'll let I'll let you pick this, and then I'll. Um, who I'd pick. For me, I mean. This is gonna this is this is a pretty recent pick, okay? And I don't want to sound crazy when I say this, but I, I'm gonna pick Shohei Otani. I knew you were gonna say oh, that. Yeah, me too. I was I was looking right at him right now. Shohei Otani is like <clears throat> I know, like he's still playing and he's not even halfway through his career at all. Like he still has so much to go. But what he's doing is like his it has never been seen before, the stuff that he's doing. It's like um you know, to master two positions the way that he does and to do both of them at such a high clip is, like, it's unheard of. So I have Shohei Otani as my fifth pick. Dude, he's going to be great when he's all set and done. I was going to say his teammate would be my pick. Mike Trout? Yeah, I would have said Mike Trout, but the only issue with Mike Trout is, like, the, the Angels have been so bad. And so, like, uh, mm-hmm. He's he his career in a way like in terms of like winning has kind of been ruined, but the way he plays is certainly undeniable. I was no, gonna say one of mine that I was gonna go with was Shaq because of the way that Shaq played. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about it too. 
Shaq would probably be my honorable mention. We can go through honorable mentions. That would be mine, is Shaq. Um, my honorable mention... Shaq probably would probably be Trout. Either Trout or, like... Hmm. That's a hard one. Another good one is Jack Nicholas, who, yeah. at his time... Um, dominated, but I mean, it was just like I kind of want to give uh, Babe Ruth his respect. Okay, yeah. Even though I think Shohei will be better than him when it's all when it's all done and he's all done with. Interesting. Like nobody just wants like wants to switch it up. Like everyone wants to like, keep it like iconic with him and stuff. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd probably say like Mike Trout or Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather's a great one. Yeah, because you don't you don't think of him as like dominating, but like. If he you watch bo- boxing like strategically, he dominates people. Like, dude, dude he didn't oh, lose. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like, well, I guess what I mean is he because he's like um, <laughs> a counter boxer. When he doesn't throw punches, he returns punches. Like he he bobs and weaves, and then he makes his move. That's how he's always been. And so, but to be to be 50 and 0 or whatever the hell he is, that's higher now. Is anyone now? Ever since that Logan Paul fight. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. He didn't knock out Logan Paul, by the way, which is a little sus. A little sus. Might have been staged. Might have been staged. Probably was staged. Um, but yeah. So let me see. I, there is a uh, what's the UFC fight this week? Oh, I don't even know these guys that are that are going this week. Oh well. Um. Anyway, do you guys have anything else? Uh, that was pretty much all I had. No, yeah, I don't really have anything else. No, that was fun. I think it was a great, great draft. Um, I will have it up on Instagram tomorrow when the podcast drops. This is we're recording this Wednesday night. Um, I will have this up Thursday around noon, whenever this drops, and then uh, and then yeah. You Are guys, you like Blinger, to see like the there will be a poll. Yeah. People will be able to vote. Everybody will be commenting, saying, "Oh, fucking Ryan's list sucks." By the way, I think- <laughs> dude, people said my my team was better than yours at the beach. Remember that, Andrew? Some of them. Yeah, you, I mean, right. them. you did not look at all the comments. You did not look at all the comments. Either way, I I rest my. I mean, I who think was, honestly, I'm gonna go look your, at my phones. I think that your team was better. To be quite honest, I do. Uh, I do think that your Whoever team thinks my team is not better. Probably just doesn't know basketball. You were only. You were only not better at the power forward position and the small forward position. My four, my fours were way better. Who did you have for four? I had LeBron and Giannis. And I actually, no, no, no. I, I had LeBron and KD. Giannis was my center. And I had Tim Duncan and Hill. You had Who's Tim it? Duncan and Shaq was your center. So I had like nobody to guard Shaq. It was just, he, Shaq would just eat. Yeah, he would eat, especially with Michael Jordan. He would probably because he's a fat ass. Uh, well, he's a fat ass that can run down the court and uh. Oh, wait, speaking of, wait, that's Kenny. There's Shaq. <laughs> oh man, look at that guy! So Shaq's crazy. Shaq's a goat. Um. Anyway, that's all I got, boys. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad you agree, Jack. Thank you for having me on, Andrew. I really had. Of course, a good time. boys. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. That was Sports Society. We will catch you later.